0: Welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible study podcast from Red River Ministries. On this podcast, there are no personal or political agendas, no current events, and no denominational teachings. Instead, we study the Word of God from an understanding that the Bible is the best interpreter of the Bible, and that there have been excellent Bible teachers throughout history. By pulling from both of these understandings, we believe that we can apply the Bible to our lives today without all the hype and hoopla that many others can't seem to live without these days. Thank you for joining us. Now, on to today's study. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you all know about a brand new project that has just released that I think all of you will greatly enjoy. I want to introduce to you all Journaling Through Prayer, A Helpful Guide to a Deeper Prayer Life. This all new book is a 12-week prayer journal. Each day of the week has a couple of different specific things for you to focus your prayers upon. While it is available in digital format, you can use an, and you can use a notebook to fill in the journal. The print version actually has lines on the page, so you can fill in the blanks. Then use that page as a guide in your prayers. However, this is not a fill-in-the-blank prayer book. It is a guide to help you when you are praying. The links to all of our books, as usual, are in the notes for this episode and on the books page, of our website at redriverministries.org. Now, on to today's study. As we begin our study into the prophecy of Isaiah concerning the suffering servant, I want us to keep in mind that these verses have already been fulfilled, and that they could only be fulfilled in one person, namely Jesus of Nazareth. Each individual piece of this prophecy was fulfilled in this one man, and that is what we are going to look at through this study. I want us all to be aware of how Jesus fulfilled this prophecy, but I also want us to be able to answer people's objections with sound biblical reasoning so we can cause them to think about their own objections and hopefully come to Christ and be saved. For those who are unaware, we are going to be looking at Isaiah 52:13 through 53, 12, but not all at once. Today, we're going to just look at Isaiah 52, 13, which reads, Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. Let us pray. Father God, we are thankful for another opportunity to come together and study your word. As we look into your word, help us to learn what you would have us to learn. Help us to understand what your word is saying to us today, so we may be able to share it with others. Reveal your truth by your spirit. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So, how is it that Jesus has fulfilled the prophecy of the suffering servant? Well let us take a few let us take a look at a few verses of Scripture to answer that question. First, let us go to Isaiah forty-two, verse one. And that reads, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him, he will bring forth justice to the nations now this is another prophecy from isaiah concerning the servant of god these two prophecies are connected because they point to the same person jesus was sent by god the father and as we see in matthew 3 at the baptism of jesus he fulfills most of isaiah 42 1 in one instance when he came up out of the water the holy spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove and a voice was heard saying this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased this lets us know that jesus is the servant of isaiah 42 1 and therefore must also be the servant of isaiah 52:13. with that said we can continue to look at this verse and subsequent verses knowing that jesus and the servant are one So when we look at verse 13, we see different things that Jesus will do or will happen to him. He will act wisely, he will be high and lifted up, and he will be exalted. First, Jesus is said to act wisely. Now this is also referenced in another prophecy concerning Jesus in Jeremiah 23, 5. It says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. Here we see that the wisdom with which Jesus deals is connected directly to his reign as king. Now, although Jesus lived a perfect life and practiced absolute perfect wisdom in everything that he did in his ministry during his lifetime, there was a time that he was not acting in perfect wisdom. Luke tells us that he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He grew just like all of us. He was a baby born into this world. He grew into a young boy, and eventually grew into the man he was at his baptism when his ministry begins. However, now that he has ascended to the throne of the Father, he is dealing in his absolute perfect wisdom. Also, when he comes again and establishes his kingdom here in the new earth, He will act in perfect wisdom and execute justice and righteousness in the land. We await that day with great anticipation. Secondly, we see that Jesus will be high and lifted up. In that great and glorious day when he establishes his kingdom, he will be lifted up higher than any other. Psalm 110 verses 1 and 2 show the Father speaking to the Son. It says, the Lord said, "To my Lord, sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool." The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter; rule in the midst of your enemies. And Jesus, being high and lifted up, goes right along with the third part of the verse that—that that of him being exalted. Let me let me read just a few passages of Scripture to you concerning this, and you can. Draw your own conclusions. First, we're going to go to Ephesians 1, verses 20 and 21. It says that he worked in Christ when he re- when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Next let's go to Philippians two 9, and, nine through eleven. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What we can see from these verses is that Jesus is not only high and lifted up and exalted, but it is God the Father who has exalted him into that high and lifted up position. Now let us go back to Psalm 110, verse 1, and look at the original language to get some better insight into what I'm saying. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. At the beginning, we see the lord capital L capital L O capital R capital D now this is the english translation of the hebrew name of god yahweh then we see another title used for god throughout the old testament lord little L or capital L little o little r little d This is the English translation of the Hebrew name of God, Adonai. Now, obviously, the father does not sit around talking to himself. I know sometimes I am guilty of talking to myself, but I seriously doubt that David would put a conversation that the father had with himself in scripture. Looking at the original language, it is quite clear here that Yahweh is having a conversation with Adonai. Now, Some people may try to stop me here and say that they are the same. However, I want you to see something. Yahweh is speaking to Adonai, telling him, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Who is at the right hand of the Father? Well, according to the vision that Stephen had as he was being stoned, He says, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. This is a reference to Jesus, the Son of Man. Now, Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Then Yahweh said to Adonai, Sit at my right hand. Is it not plausible that Jesus is given the Hebrew title of Adonai? Now this coincides with what we see in Philippians 2. Says therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. God the Father. Yahweh. Has exalted him. That is Jesus. And bestowed on him. The name. That is above every name. Which we see. Is Adonai. The Father. Yahweh. Has given Jesus the Son. The name of Adonai. The Father has exalted him, according to Ephesians 1, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named. Now, unfortunately, I was well into my Christian walk before I learned this. And when we look at our original verse, it all comes so very clear. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. God the Father, Yahweh, is talking to Isaiah, who should then forward the conversation to the nation of Judah. He tells Isaiah that the servant will set up a kingdom and rule with perfect wisdom. He also tells Isaiah that the servant will be high, lifted up, and exalted, not by man, but by Yahweh Himself. Now, there has only been one person in the history of the world who meets these qualifications, and that is Jesus of Nazareth. When we realize that the Son was sent by the Father, We realize just how important the rest of this passage of scripture becomes to our lives. See when we get to Isaiah 53 6 and we see that the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And Isaiah 53 10 and see that it was the will of the Lord to crush him. When we see these verses saying it was God the Father, Yahweh, doing these things to the servant, his own son. The cross should become even more alive and relevant to us. We should begin to understand that it wasn't just the beating and mocking that Jesus withstood from the Jews. Or the torture he endured at the hands of the Romans. But it was his own father's will for these things to be done. Now, this is where modern liberals jump in and say that the cross was some form of divine child abuse. I have actually heard that argument. And people actually believe that it was abuse on the part of the Father to put Jesus through the cross. However, I have to counter that thought process with this. It is not abuse, but love. Of the humanity that they created together in their own image that drove them to have this plan put it into motion and offer to us salvation from sin you see the cross is not a place of pain yes it caused Jesus pain yes it caused his disciples pain. Yes, it caused his mother pain to watch him die on that cross. And yes, it. I even believe that it caused some of the Romans pain to see what happened that day. However, all the pain that was caused in those long, agonizing hours became a fleeting memory three days later when that tomb opened up and he came out resurrected in his glory. He now sits at the right hand of the father. He is high and lifted up. He is exalted. He has been given the name that is above all other names, Adonai. And he awaits the day as we all do that the father says it is time. And when that is done and the final days of this earth have been completed, then a new heaven and new earth shall be known. Then he will establish his earthly kingdom with perfect wisdom. Now, I know that we have been waiting for that day for almost 2,000 years now, but that is okay. The time we wait will seem so small in comparison to the time we will spend in his presence. All I can say is... Even now, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that you have raised up Jesus and given him the name and title of Adonai. We thank you that your word is revealed to all of us and is opened to us by your spirit. We ask that you continue to open your word to us and give us understanding. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our books, blog, links to our social media network other happenings in the ministry and an opportunity to donate to this ministry, please go to redriverministries.org. Thank you all, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to Ancient Works, the Bible study podcast from Red River Ministries. For more information about Red River Ministries, to read our blog, or for an opportunity to give to the ministry, please see the links in the show notes. You can find us on all the social media outlets by clicking on the links in the episode information. Thank you and may God bless you.